Welcome to the I Don't Think So podcast with your host, Melanie Mitchell Epp, a successful author, speaker, mentor, and coach. Melanie is an expert in helping people leave behind the why me mentality to take control of their life. Not only is her story of victory inspiring, but she knows how to empower others to find victory in their own lives. Now, here is your host, author of I Don't Think So, and the creator of the I Don't Think So Bootcamp, Melanie Mitchell Epp. Welcome to Episode 3 of the I Don't Think So Podcast. I'm Melanie Mitchell Epp, and I'm excited to talk to you today about the topic of hijacking. And you might wonder, what does it even mean to be hijacked? How would I know if I've been hijacked? And if I am, how can I stop it? Those are all really great questions that we're going to dive into. We've all probably seen a hijacking on a movie theater screen. And we notice that whether it's the bystanders or the victims or the rescuers or the negotiators, everyone that becomes aware of the hijacking has one thought. Stop the hijacking. Because we just know in our hearts a hijacking is wrong. Even when the victim is a complete stranger, we want to see them free. They're meant to be free. And so there's sudden collaboration where even a group of complete strangers will come together to do whatever they can do to be part of setting people free. But what about ordinary people, people that haven't had a gun put to their head, but they've been hijacked in some area of their life? maybe by abuse or addiction or some kind of sickness, financial hardship, tragedy? What about people whose lives are hijacked without them even knowing that a crime has been committed? It's not always a crime in the eyes of the law, but it's always a crime in God's eyes when a person has lost their freedom. They deserve to be freed too. And their name might not ever show up on the news or in our social media feed. We might not give them a second glance at the grocery store or in some other public place where we cross paths with them. But they're prisoners. And we read in Isaiah 58 verse 6 what God's heart is toward captivity. It says, free those who are wrongly imprisoned. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free and remove the chains that bind people. My life was hijacked in so many ways. And for me, just knowing God's heart toward captivity brought me life. And if you're feeling today as you're listening like there's some chains on you, things that bind you, then I know that verse can bring life and hope to you the same way that it did to me. It might seem that it should be obvious to the victim, but most hijacked people call their hijacking experience living under the circumstances. They have no idea a hijacking has happened. They don't know captivity has happened. They really believe it's the circumstances that are the problem and that if the circumstances could just change, they could have their freedom back. They also tell themselves things like, this is just life or it runs in the family. But when the same story repeats over and over again and they're the common factor, we know there's something more than circumstances going on. And they might look at other people's lives and think, 
oh, they're so lucky when they think that it's just circumstances that are the issue. But thinking that circumstances are our problem actually make our efforts futile because what we'll do is put our energy toward trying to change the circumstances or trying to change us and all the time not have any awareness that a hijacking has happened. John 10.10 is another scripture that just gives us context for when negative things are repeatedly happening in our life. It says, The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I've come that you might have life and life more abundantly. So knowing that helps us to frame our world, to recognize that when we're being stolen from repeatedly, when there's some sort of destruction going on in our life, God is not the source of it. And Jesus not only isn't the source of those things, but he came to give us life and life more abundantly. That is not the quality of a hijacked life. So there has to be freedom for those who've been hijacked. And a hijacking occurs when people allow something that they experience to take charge of their life and they begin to live under its rule and they begin living trying to meet the hijacker's demands. They now have to continually ask permission from the hijacker to do whatever it is that they want to do. And it could be depression or anxiety or poverty or abuse or addiction or so many things, but they're not free to just live life as they like. So how do we know if a hijacking has happened? Don't we all experience trouble? That's a question that I'm commonly asked and trouble does happen to all of us. We can all have a financial problem that comes from an unexpected bill. We can all experience a sort of sickness. We can all experience relational issues. There's all kinds of trouble that happens, but here's what you need to know. The difference between trouble and a hijacking is that in the hijacking, trouble never ends. It's like we fall down, but we don't get back up again. So if I have an unexpected financial bill, then there could be a season of time where finances are restricted or tight, but as time passes, I recover financially, or I could get sick. I recently broke my wrist and it impacted my life for a while, but a few months have passed and I'm mostly unaffected again by by what happened. But if we never recover from the things that happen, hijackings move in to happen. It's like from that experience forward, we didn't have the same freedom that we used to. I wanna give you an example from when my son was quite little and had just started to play hockey. And he really was enthusiastic about it But if he made a mistake on the ice that allowed the other team to get a goal, it was really normal for him to fall down on the ice and lay there because he felt bad about what he had done. And I would be calling out to him and the coaches would be calling out to him. His teammates would be calling out to him, get up, get up, like get back in the game because everybody knows that you can't play the game as long as you're laying on the ice. But 
he would just lay there. He would allow the situation to change his behavior. And as long as he did, he was hijacked. I get now this is a really simple illustration, but it helps you see that when something happens to you and you fall down and you don't get back up, you're not really living life anymore. You're in a state of captivity. We have to get back up to keep living life. We have to get back up from the sickness. We have to get back up from the unexpected financial problem. We have to get back up from the divorce or the relational blow up. We have to get back up from losing our job. As long as we just lay there, we accept what's happened and we get hijacked by it. It rules over us and we embrace it telling ourselves this is just life. I don't want you laying on the ice any more than I wanted my son laying on the ice. And of course, he matured and stopped laying on the ice. But we're adults and we can be laying there and not even recognizing that we've been taken out of the game. I'm passionate about people getting back up when trouble happens so that they can keep creating the life that they want. But it's crucial that we recognize that when we've accepted this is just life and that we haven't gotten up for a long period of time that we've been hijacked. Humanity is marked by freedom of choice. It's what makes us human. It's the human characteristic. When God breathed breath into the first man, Adam, he gave him free will. He didn't make him to be a robot. And that means that you and I get to think what we want. And so hijackings don't usually take us by surprise. It's not because someone suddenly shows up and suddenly takes advantage of us, suddenly puts a gun to our head. It happens when we adopt a thought based on what happens to us that puts us into captivity. So I'm going to state this really simply. In other words, captivity begins with a thought. Using the example of my son falling down on the ice, the reason he didn't get back up was because of what he thought about himself based on the mistake that he made in the game. He wasn't laying there because he thought everything was fine. He was taking what happened personally. He was letting the experience create a sense of negative value in him. And the same thing happens to us. When we take responsibility for mistreatment that's happened to us and we let it diminish our sense of value, we see ourselves as worthless than before the thing happened, then we lay down in our mind. We cooperate with what's happened. We adopt it. We adopt the hijacker and let it begin to rule over us. In episode two of the podcast, I talked to you about the rejection experience that happened when I was in grade one and how I came away from that believing that I didn't have any value to God because I wasn't Catholic. You know, and I know that it wasn't a reflection of my value at all. It was a reflection of there was no reason for me as a Protestant kid to participate in the catechism class, but I took it personally. I let rejection hijack me because of that experience. I don't know if it affected any of my other classmates or not. They might have just been happy to work on a coloring page and not have to read another book. 
captivity begins in our minds and it certainly began for me right there in that grade one classroom then i had an experience where a minister abused me and from that experience i adopted a thought that i couldn't trust my emotions anymore it came out of telling and there being very little consequence to my abuser and so i allowed captivity to happen again from the abuse Again, it happened with a thought. It happened in my mind. Nobody had a gun to my head. And then the third situation were some circumstances where I just experienced terror in my life. And I came away from that believing there's nothing you can do when bad things happen except wait for them to stop. So you can see how in all of those circumstances, It was my thinking that actually took me into captivity. It was what I believed about myself in relationship to what happened that was more significant than what had actually happened. And I just want to reiterate, I really want you to hear me because this is so valuable if you have a hijacking working somewhere in your life. It's not the event or the experience that defines us, it's how we respond to that event or that experience. Our response to what's happened is the critical factor. When we hear about things that happen to people, we can talk back and forth about them. Did you hear what happened to so-and-so? Did you hear what happened to their husband? Did you hear what happened to their family? And we share with one another, this happened in my family. And well, what happened is important, We often don't pay much attention to, yes, I hear that that happened, but what did the person believe because of what happened? What did the person believe after the experience was over? Did it change how they thought about themselves? Did it change what they thought they were worth? Did it change how they perceived themselves? Did it put them into captivity? If you think about a child that gets bullied at school it's terrible that they would get bullied but it would be even more significant and serious if they let the way the bully treat them change their impression of themselves if they took responsibility for the way they were treated or the trouble they experienced if they let it devalue them and so what you think about situations in your life really matters Have you just taken them as something that happened and moved on, putting it into proper perspective? Or have you taken it personally, thinking, this is a reflection of me? Have you believed a lie about yourself? It's really good to give it some thought, especially in areas of your life where you don't feel like you have the freedom to do what you want. Let yourself reflect, recognizing that if there is an area of hijacking, if there is an area of captivity, it began with a thought about the experience or from the experience and not the actual experience itself. We all have the ability to think what we want, whether it's true or not, and we don't have to be taken captive. And if we have been taken captive, we don't have to continue that way of thinking. We can reject captivity with a simple, I don't think so. That's where the title of the book comes from. Because I overcame rejection because I don't think so. 
I overcame abuse because I don't think so. I overcame terror because I don't think so. I'm not hijacked anymore because I don't think so. So as we come to the conclusion of today's episode, I want to wrap this up with, I used to think if only this hadn't happened to me, or if only I hadn't been treated this way, that everything would have been fine. Today I think, if only I hadn't thought that way about what happened to me, everything would have been fine. I now have a clearer understanding that if I had thought differently, I would have responded differently and not found myself caught in a trap of rejection or abuse or terror. I'm not hijacked anymore. I'm not captive anymore because I don't think so. No matter what's taken you captive, you can change your mind. Because captivity begins with a thought, it will end with a thought. And if you will think differently, you'll respond differently. And when you respond differently, you'll produce a different outcome and a different life from what you've experienced in the past, no matter how many times you've repeated the same story. My son's hockey experience completely changed when he stopped taking his mistakes personally and stopped laying down on the ice. It changed when he got up and got in the game. And that's really what I hope today's podcast has inspired in you or helped you to recognize maybe even in someone who's close to you what is going on. God's heart for us is freedom. God's plan for us is freedom. We are meant to live in freedom of choice. I hope you'll join me in the next episode of the I Don't Think So podcast. I'm going to be talking about how pain is a signal. It was one of the major understandings, the major truths that became a catalyst for me finding freedom from pain in my life. If you think there's someone you know that would benefit from today's message, would you please share it? And if you're interested in the resources I have to help you if you've been hijacked, I encourage you to check out my book or my boot camp at melaniemitchellepp.com. I spent way too many years of my life hijacked and my message here today is to compel you to get the help you need if you've been living in captivity. Have a great day. Thank you for listening and spending time with us today on the I Don't Think So podcast. If you receive value from this show, I encourage you to listen to all eight episodes and then share them with your friends. And if you're ready for change, I encourage you to take action now. Visit Melanie's website at melaniemitchellapp.com to order her book or to sign up and get instant access to the I Don't Think So Bootcamp so you can begin to change your story today. 